Well, I've got a lot that I want to say this morning, which is usually a good sign that I shouldn't say anything at all. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Let's begin our morning in prayer as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my joy, prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to take a little bit of a different path. Um, We had a great time at the St. Louis Marian Conference this past weekend, and we even have an interview we did there with Dr. Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In, which you can hear on Covenant Network, and uh, it, it was fantastic. But we focused our energies there, and so we're going to have two longer segments for you this morning. Uh, that go together from Father Ripiger on how we heal wounds. So let's get you the weather, and then we'll come back and get started with Father Ripiger. Today is the feast day of St. Rita of Cassia. Born in Italy in 1381, her parents, Antonio and Amata, were nobles with a reputation for charity. When she was 12, Rita entered into an arranged marriage with a man who was less than faithful, prone to violence and committed to vendettas against several other area families. Over time, Rita's example of faith and love did make a difference, and her husband was able to move past these vendettas while raising two sons with Rita. However, those with vendettas against her husband were not so forgiving, and he was murdered. Then, just one year later, both of Rita's sons became ill, and they died as well. She made the decision to join the Monastery of St. Mary Magdalene, but they refused to allow her to join because of the family's involvement in these vendettas. Invoking the help of her three patron saints, St. John the Baptist, St. Nicholas of Tolentino, and St. Augustine, Rita set about restoring peace among the warring families and miraculously succeeded. Then she was allowed to join the convent. Rita meditated often on the Lord's passion while dedicating herself to the poor. She also developed wounds on her forehead in the pattern of Jesus' crown. In her last days, a visiting cousin asked if she wanted anything, and Rita said to go into the garden and get a rose. It was the middle of January, but her cousin did find a single beautiful rose, brought it to Rita, and she died in 1457 at the age of 76. St. Rita, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are going to continue on this morning. If you're just joining us on Roadmap to Heaven, we're having a little bit of a different day in that we were at the St. Louis Marian Conference all weekend, and one of the folks we were able to sit down with was Dr. Ray Garendi, and let's go to that interview now. 
Ray Garendi is the host of The Doctor Is In, which you can hear every weekday here on Covenant Network at 12 o'clock noon. And he's also here in St. Louis with us. We're at the St. Louis Marion Conference this weekend. And we thought it'd be nice to have an opportunity to sit down with Ray and chat about, well, it could have been any number of topics. But we're going to talk about parenting today. Ray, thanks for being with us. Well, I got to tell you, Adam, great speakers but this is also like a land cruise. We're eating every 12 minutes. I got the impression that all I was was a digestive period between the food. Well, I, I heard you were going to do the entertainment, too, that in the in the lounge they were going to get a piano and you were going to sing for us. But you know. I'm itching. All right. Well, we'll have that ready next time. Ray, you've got a book at your table that talks about being raised by your kids. And I know so often when people call into your show, uh, they, they say, I've got this with my kids and I'm trying to figure out how to teach them this or I'm trying to figure out how to instruct them in that. And we focus a lot on that, which we should. How do I teach my children? But sometimes I forget to think of the fact that my children are teaching me as well. Could you share a little bit about that? The culture is no longer on parents' sides at all, Adam. 60, 70, 80 years ago, maybe all the way back to the founding of our country, you pretty much could count on the culture being on your side. It's not anymore, especially people of faith, not at all. It's devastating in its seductiveness, in the way that it can misshape souls. So I think the parents who are looking at their kids have got to be hyper vigilant to the signals the kids are giving them. What are the kids hearing from their peers, from, uh, unfortunately, too early exposure to social media, uh, the movies, the music, everything says mom and dad are wrong. And not only are they wrong, they're out of touch and they perhaps even hate-filled. So you got to be aware of what the kids are being shaped by. You pick up on the subtle signals from the kids because they're not going to tell you. I tell parents, I'll say, you know, you think you know what's going on, but you can assume there's a lot more going on there with your kid than you're hearing. So you got to be just aware of it. I love driving my kids places because I think they forget that I'm in the van. And if I just turn down the radio, except for when I'm listening to Covenant Network. I understand. But if I just turn down the radio and keep an ear to the back seat, there is so much I can learn about what's going on in their lives from their conversations with one another versus if I said, hey, kid, tell me about this today. That's right. I had a mom, I wrote a book years and years ago called Back to the Family. One of the chapters on communication was not so much how but where. And driving was a number one cited place for hearing what's on kids' minds. And mom, one mom made the observation, nighttime driving. There's a certain anonymity to the dark where the kids will say things as though it's like the old little kid, if, if, I, if I can't see you, you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Now, that helps us to know what's going on in their lives so we can know where we especially need to be there with right information, with truth, to intervene when necessary. But the, the other thought I have of this, and, and perhaps if we can go a joyful route for a moment, is that as much as I'm teaching them, you know, son, here's how you throw a baseball. Daughters, here's how you do this. Uh, they're teaching me about who I am as well. I've never been a parent before I had children. And there was no book, here is who you are as a parent. Uh, what, what is it we can learn about ourselves from our children? The statement is, 
Before I had children, I had five theories and no children. Now I have five children and no theories. Parenting is not rocket science. It isn't. It is not formulaic as the experts would make you think. What I found most from my kids is I want to get inside their heads. I want to know how they think about things, and I'm not there to dispute them necessarily. I'm a shrink. i got to listen to all kinds of nonsense from people. And I have to listen patiently, and I have to try to understand what they're saying. Well, my kids can teach me to do that. Kids say a lot of nonsense things. And the immediate reaction of a parent is, i got to correct that. i got to correct that. i got to tell them that's not the way to think. Easy, easy, easy. Where where'd you hear that? Where'd you come from with that? How'd you decide that? Okay, well, if you think that, then what about this kind of thing with kids? I've had some kids leave the faith, and I'm learning timing from them. Read the cues of when the conversation might be allowable or when it'll hit an eye roll. So as a shrink, I have to listen to people to try to get inside their heads with your kids you got to try to get inside their heads. All right. Well, Ray Garendi, it's been a joy to have you with us in St. Louis, and we look forward to the next time that we're together in person. In the meantime, you can hear Ray every day at 12 o'clock noon on Covenant Network with The Doctor Is In. Until next time, sir, it's been great to have Adams, you. Adams, appreciate it. Prayer for Vocations. God, our Father, who wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth, we beg you to send laborers into your harvest and grant them grace to speak your word with all boldness so that your word may spread and be glorified and all nations may know you, the only God, and him whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Americas, and Mary, Mother of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, pray for us. Well, once again, we start the week out with a new theme for our Daily Dose of Encouragement. Here with us, as always, is Patty Schneier. Well, this week we are going to take a look at Scripture, and in particular we are going to look at the book of Psalms. And I've just picked out some of my favorite Psalms. I think it's important for us to know the Psalms, pray with the Psalms, so many of my own favorite songs that we sing at Mass are psalms. Only in God is my soul at rest. That's Psalm 62. Oh God, you search me and you know me. That's Psalm 139. On eagle's wings. All of us know that one. That's Psalm 91. But I want us this week to see the psalms as the prayer book of Jesus. I once heard that. I think I heard it on Catholic Radio that the psalms are the prayer book of Jesus. I love that idea. These words are the words he would have prayed. And with the aid of Catholic apps at our fingertips, you know, we can just look these up at any time and we can go to the Psalms in our prayer. So today, today I want to look at one of my favorites. It's Psalm 51. And this is a psalm for when we are sorry for our sin. It is the perfect psalm to pray before going to confession. Here it is. It's also the psalm we pray every year on Ash Wednesday. 
again, a, a prayer, a psalm of repentance. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. This was the psalm that was given to me as a penance on the day of the most transformative confession of my life. I'll never forget it. January 25th, 2002. That was my penance. And I have loved reading this psalm and praying this psalm ever since. I read this psalm in preparation for confession to help me have better contrition. So I just offer that for anybody right now who is sorry for anything. Go to Psalm 51. Look it up. Read it. And let this be, every time you go to confession, part of your preparation. It's almost going to sound like a commercial, but when it comes to the book of Psalms and what you go through in life, I'm confident when I say, there's a psalm for that. (laughs) There's a psalm for everything, yep. Well, as we wrap up today, here's a parting thought for you. Are you ready for whatever life is going to throw your way this week? And if I'm being completely honest, sometimes the answer for that or the answer to that question for me is no. Just in the last 24 hours, there have been a bunch of oddball things that have happened in the Wright household. None of them particularly bad. Maybe a little frustrating to deal with, a little puzzling, but were we ready? No. However, when it comes to the important things, would I say any of these things that are puzzling us are among the important things? Well, no, not really. They, they, they don't have a grand bearing on that. And in the important things, we were ready. We had a plan. Get the kids to Mass this weekend. Get ourselves to Mass this weekend. Have some time together as a family this past weekend. Making sure We've been busy lately over these past two weeks, and it was very important to us that yesterday was God's day and it was family day and that it was a time for us to be together. And in those things, we were ready so that even when the sidewall of our pantry started (laughs) bowing out and a shelf fell down and we had to suddenly remove everything from our pantry and reorganize our entire kitchen to keep chaos from happening, we had fun because we had time together as a family instead of saying, oh, no, I can't deal with this now. We've got to do this, 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 and this, and the other thing. Ask God for the grace to get through the unexpected. That's something that I was reminded of yesterday, something I was reminded of this morning. Ask God for the grace to get through the unexpected. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, please give us the grace to get through the unexpected this week. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will be back in the saddle uh, with our normal show tomorrow, and we are going to be hearing 
from Jesse Romero. We had a chance to sit down with him out at the Marion Conference, so that's something to look forward to. As we go throughout the week, we're going to bring you some of that. We also have some exciting things happening here as we get ready for Trinity Sunday and for Corpus Christi. And uh, last but certainly not least, the end coming up first is Pentecost. This coming Sunday is Pentecost, so we'll get ready for that as well. For all of us here at Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And as I was reminded so beautifully this past weekend at the Marian Conference, the Blessed Mother wants us all to pray the rosary today.